Today at Tools for Liberty, we're going to be talking to our resident anchorite, Athanasius. Athanasius, are you in there? Hey. <laughs> and just as a reminder, an anchorite is someone who's walled up um, at a church and to spend time for penance and reflection. So stay tuned. All right, so for this segment, we're going to be doing some church history through hot or not. In this segment, we will examine two items from church history. They may be saints, doctrines, or any substantial feature from church history. We will present an overview of each item and then go around our studio here asking if these are hot theological inspirations or not, and you at home, you can decide for yourself. In rare cases, when we cannot decide if an item is hot or not, it may be sanctified. This is only to be used in the rarest of cases, and for today, we will be looking at two items. The first being St. Valentine. As Valentine's Day is coming up close, we'll be talking about that. And then we'll be also be talking about a finger, which is a relic. We'll be talking about some bone relics and all of that. But to get into this, let's cut back to Amanda, who's gone back to talk with Athanasius, our resident anchorite. All right, so today we're going to be talking about St. Valentine. So we've decided to consult our resident anchorite, um, which is someone who is willingly walled up for reflection and penance. And so we're here with Athanasius. And uh, Athanasius has been with us for about 12 or 1300 years. It's been so long we've lost the records. But anyways, he's been here a while, so he should be an expert on St. Valentine. Athanasius, do you have something for us? Oh, um, I don't think we need your junk mail. Uh, no, I'm looking for something about St. Valentine. Oh, here we go. Okay. Thank you, Athanasius. So we'll be reading this and looking more into it and talking about St. Valentine, so stay tuned. All right. So that was very nice to go out there and, and see our resident anchorite. One thing for sure, though, Athanasius has quite the mess. I realize he's been walled up for over a thousand years. That's an unbelievable feat in and of itself. <laughs> he has quite the mess going on around there. Somebody needs to go out there and clean that up for him. But I guess when you're walled up with a tiny window, you don't really know what all's going on. So anyways, moving past the whole issue of the Anchorite thing itself, we'll get there later. Let's talk a bit about St. Valentine. Of course, St. Valentine's Day is near, but a lot of people aren't familiar with the legends around St. Valentine. And this gets quite interesting because there are actually several accounts of different Christian saints who are called Valentine. And pretty much they all are martyrs from the 3rd the century. The most notable account is of a minister who was arrested a couple of times for converted people to Christianity, was also marrying Christian couples. There's an element of the, the love thing that we get from that idea of marriage. And this was done so that husbands did not have to go off to war. And this Valentine was also giving aid to just Christians in general being persecuted. But there's a few more details in this story, and I'm going to go ahead and let Anthony share us this story. Legend has it that this Valentine was under house arrest with a judge. The judge's daughter was blind, and the judge asked Valentine what he should do to help his daughter. Valentine told him that if he was able to help the judge's daughter, then the judge would agree to whatever Valentine requested. Valentine placed his hands on the girl's eyes, and her vision was restored. The judge broke all the idols in his house, fasted for three days, and was baptized, along with his entire family and household, which had about 44 members. The newly converted judge released all of his Christian prisoners. He always refused to renounce his faith, his faith and was arrested again, eventually martyred 
on February 14th. Valentine, that is. The year is contested for his death. Okay, so that is the story of, of St. Valentine. Thank you much for reading that, Anthony. Of course, whenever Athanasius passes on from this life, we're going to have to find a new person to wall up out there. And I actually think, Anthony, he does a good job reading things. He may not make a bad anchor right. <laughs> you know, man, I could spend maybe like two weeks being housed up over there, enjoy the church services, and, you know, yeah. maybe someone come by and ask think for prayer, it. but... Are, are you convicted to be walled up? <laughs> All right, so seriously, let's talk about St. Valentine because it's an interesting story. There are other accounts of people named St. Valentine. They're basically all Christian martyrs. We don't know much about them. Now, the Valentine, which we just shared the story of, that was in house arrest. He, he heals a, a judge's daughter. There's actually archaeological evidence to support his existence, and that gets a little bit hairy, and the details are, are out there. We'll discuss that at another time. But for now, what do we think of this saint, St. Valentine, hot, not, or sanctified? We all hear about Valentine's Day. Amanda, what are your thoughts on Valentine and his healing of the judge's daughter? I think it's really interesting we're doing hot and not on Valentine's, um, especially, I guess, with all the different connotations you can get with all the words I just said. Um, but I think an interesting part of his story is um, that he heals this daughter, and some retellings of the story um, has her as a child. I think that's probably one of the, the older versions. And newer version has her as an adult so that there can be some kind of like love story between her and Valentine. Um, and it's interesting. Uh, we've talked about it a little bit. We, there's this movement of where we want to kind of over-romanticize everything. And yet St. Valentine's story, um, all of them, uh, like Dylan said, there's, there's several different versions and different people who may have taken up this role as Valentine or known as Valentine. But the purpose of the story is not romance it, it, it is about um loving people um not again not as in a romantic way not but just uh, being compassionate and caring and and so for saint valentine in this story and in this context he definitely is um or the story i guess we can say is hot because it is something that should inspire us to to be good people and to help when we can and even when the culture and the laws and the world around us tells us to do one thing, we're called to do something better. Very good. Anthony, your thoughts? Uh, I actually I like this one a whole lot just because, like, you know, um, mainly the efforts towards glorifying God and trans transformation. You know, this was done obviously um, with the purpose in mind of bringing transformation to people's lives and to glorify God, you know. So for that purpose, I definitely put my stamp of hot on this St. Valentine. Yeah, very good. I like that love and logos theme there. We get the orderly transformation and a very good depiction of love. And my thoughts on this, I'm going to say hot on St. Valentine. And the reason why I would say that is mostly because we look in a world where so many people look to government for God. We, we have this idea that the government is this all-powerful thing, which is sort of misaligned. Valentine is actually living in the house of a judge on house arrest. If you can just imagine in, in the belly of the beast, he's, he's there in a belly of the beast situation, and he's not slowed down by it. And he even has sort of this like ultimate, you could say, wager with the judge that says, if I'm able to help your, your daughter, if the power of Christ comes in and we're able to help your daughter, you're going to do whatever I ask you to do. And of course, he uses this basically saying this is an ultimatum. If there's something real to the kingdom of God. You and your whole family will be con converted. He stands up to the government, the forces which are killing, persecuting Christians in the man's home. And I think that's just awesome. And now just for a few other things on that. So I think we all have agreed that St. Valentine is hot. 
but I would like to get into just a few details of why we associate love with this. Uh, during the, the third century, century in Rome, Rome was heavily persecuting Christians. We don't know exactly what year Valentine died, but it, it's attributed to the middle of February, February 14th. And, of course, in this legend is that he was marrying Christian couples so they wouldn't have to go into the, to the army. The husbands wouldn't. And, again, that's because they were persecuting the, the Christians. There's a reason they were trying to keep them out of, of being perpetuators of, of people who were killing, basically, their... Long story short, um, it's not what you would think. It's not like people who are dodging um, military service or anything like that. It, it, there's actually a little bit more context with that. But the marrying of couples thing is the really the theme there. However, another reason why we associate love with St. Valentine is because in the medieval world, there was a belief that birds, they begin mating in the middle of February. So somewhere in the middle of February, birds start mating. February 14th, it's the middle of February. And on the Feast of Valentine, there's this idea that couples are starting to come together. The birds are coming together. So there's this medieval tradition of love in the middle of February. And that is also just a correlation that happened that got a little bit more merged as time went on. So that's the history of St. Valentine as we are getting close to that. We all agreed that it's it's hot. Uh, before we move along, though, there's this one thing that I would like us to bring up. Amanda said something really interesting about how people want to over-romanticize everything. Sometime in the future, we're probably going to do a whole uh, podcast around this theme. There's really, we have lost this ability for healthy friendships in the modern world. Everybody wants to say, oh, it's a, it's a bromance, it's a, it's a relationship, there's something going on weird. And it's ruined both real romantic relationships and also the idea of friendships. It's, it's cr- crippled both of those as the lines have tried to get blurred and wedged, wedged um, in different directions. There is a role for love that is, is transcendent to the idea of just the eros love. And that's something which is really important. But let's not spend a lot of time on that for now. Let's keep going with Hot or Not, and let's talk about bone relics. So, Anthony, would you tell us a little bit about bone relics? Throughout church history, people have been collecting relics, giving notoriety to items as having some special relevance. For some, they view the relic as having mystical and supernatural abilities. For others, their connection to the past. It's not uncommon for people to keep bone relics. Going back to the Middle Ages, people's have been collecting bone fragments of saints with the intent of preserving them and preventing them from being lost to time. They have been given as gifts, put on display, and even fought over. When people could not read or write, they could come to the relic, involve themselves with the kingdom of God. An example of bone relics are the relics associated with St. Anne, who is Jesus' grandmother. This is Mary's mother. There are several bone fragments of St. Anne in our world. A portion of her finger bone is in existence, as well as a forearm fragment. Um, well, I'm going to go with not. Even though I think relics in general uh, is something that we need to approach very carefully. They're kind of like icons. The idea and tradition behind them have been lost, especially in the Protestant uh, movement. Um, we have seen in the past where they have been misused to manipulate people. So we've kind of thrown them all out. But um, they, they can serve as a purpose of teaching or preserving our history. And so that definitely is good. But um, there is something quite uh, intriguing and almost uh, unsettling about having a, a bone fragment. Um, it's kind of like sometimes you'll pass a church that has the graveyard in the back of it. It makes sense, but then it, it's just it's weird. Um, 
I went to a church where the graveyard, you had to walk through the graveyard to get to the playground. Um, so it's just one of those things that stays in the back of your brain as very odd. So maybe it's not, not, but it, it, I don't know. I'll go with interesting. All right. Uh, but that was more leaning not. <laughs> yeah. We'll say that. It's leaning in that direction. Anthony? All right. So whenever we were putting this together, I made it pretty clear. No, I do not think that this is very hot at all. This is quite nasty, actually, especially... I, we brought up a picture earlier showing the bone fragment, and, you know, this this building, absolutely beautiful, and then you get back to this pretty nasty bone fragment that's super old, and no, I don't find this to be anything that could be attractive at all, but I do think that it could serve some sort of purpose, especially for the for the purpose of remembrance, but I would really prefer to keep... Just about anything else, you know, not part of their body, if we could find it. But um, as far as that goes, and they can be abusive, so I'm going to put a not on this one. All right, so my thoughts on, on this are, it's interesting. Again, when people can't read or write, there are interesting ways of them to get involved in the, the kingdom of God. Uh, but I'm tempted to say not, <laughs> but it is sort of, it's interesting. I'm tempted to say it's sanctified, um, <laughs> seeing how bones are venerated the same way saints are venerated. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm kind of torn between the two. I'm going to go out, go out there and, and go on the limb and say sanctified. Um, we'll move along from there. <laughs> we'll, we'll wrap up hot, not, or sanctified right now. And on that, we'll come back with our devotional for our, our final segment today. Mm -hmm. 